Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back. It is a misery Monday here on 106.7 The Fan. We're simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980, and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you here in the final hour of power before we dish things over to the DOC, Rick Doc Walker. He'll take you on your afternoon drive home and get you ready for the college football playoff. It is a misery Monday. We're presented by Chaniga Miles. Join the mission today at careers.mios.com. I said I wanted to take a big picture look and big picture spin around the National Football League. It was an absolutely just ludicrous week 17 across the league. And when we take a step back and just look at the National Football League for what it is right now, there was about a month straight I came on here saying, man, it's any given Sunday, man. Parody is so crazy in the league this year. That has remained true, but it ultimately is the year of the backup quarterback. I mean, honestly, I am so impressed by what we've seen from backups across the National Football League. And when we look at what Joe Flacco and the Browns were able to accomplish over the weekend and over the past couple of weeks, you got to put some respect on them, man. They came in at number four in this week's edition of Nell's Super Six Pack. I I said it earlier, I'll say it again. They have a championship defense. They are a team that no one is going to want to play in the AFC. If the playoffs were to begin today, the Cleveland Browns would travel to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars in the wild card round of the playoffs. The Jaguars being the four seed, the division winner of the AFC South. You telling me that you think the Browns are going to struggle to beat anybody in the AFC South? Jacksonville is a team that I think is broken. They have a manhood issue, in my opinion. The Texans are interesting because I think when you have C.J. Stroud under center and when you have a young team like the Houston Texans, they have nothing to lose. They're as dangerous as the Green Bay Packers, in my opinion. I think the Packers are a dangerous team in the NFC. But I want to get back to the Browns here for a second. For any of you that have watched what Ron Rivera has done here closely the last four years, the Browns are almost like the antithesis of what we've been. 
No excuses. Just go out and play football. Next man up mentality for real. They hit on their draft picks. They develop their own talent. And they've got things figured out. Any other team in the National Football League that was down to his fourth string quarterback would be down and out. Not only are the Browns not down and out, they may end up as the number two seed in the AFC. I guess it's kind of hard to do it because the top four seeds are your division winners, but you get what I'm saying. An 11-win football team, Kevin Stefanski is overseeing right now. It's a legit group. Playoffs started today. They would travel to face the winner of the AFC South. I don't know if I like anyone in the South over Cleveland, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Another thing that happened over the weekend that really caught my attention, and I actually forgot about it until I was scrolling on Twitter uh, during the break, the situation going on in Carolina with the Carolina Panthers. Panthers owner David Tepper allegedly threw a substance on a Jaguars fan yesterday. And, of course, the irresponsible folks at the NFL League office, they have no comment. The Panthers, of course, have no comment. Just be lucky that we don't have to deal with that anymore. Honestly, be thankful that we are not in a situation where we have an idiot running our program anymore. David Tepper, this time last year, we were looking at the Panthers like this was one of the best destinations in football, young defense. All they needed was a good head coach, and we were all gassing them up because they hired Frank Reich and this veteran coaching staff. They have been the biggest disappointment in all of the National Football League, from ownership down to the players. That's why I always say drafting a quarterback is about fit. I never thought Bryce Young would work out anyway. Because let's be honest, how many quarterbacks in the modern era are under six foot tall and have success in this league? Like Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, about it, right? And they're six feet tall. Bryce Young's 5'11. And think about what Drew Brees had to have elite offensive line, elite receiving core. Russell Wilson had elite escapability. I don't think Bryce Young has a trait. That made him worthy of the number one overall pick. That's just my opinion. I never thought he was the best quarterback in the class. I've been pounding the table for C.J. Stroud since the college football playoff this time last year. But just looking at the Panthers as a whole, is there another team that's going to have a vacancy like Washington? Who the hell's going to want to take the Carolina job? In all honesty. They don't even have their pick this year. Come on. Who the hell's going to want to coach for David Tepper and the Panthers? You got a bat bleep crazy owner. You got a midget under center at quarterback. Your offensive line is putrid. And you don't have a lot of draft capital. It's a bad place to be in. It's a bad place to be in if you're the Carolina Panthers. Coach of the year is something that will be discussed here this week. All the NFL awards will likely be discussed and wrapped up this week. We know Lamar Jackson is going to take home the MVP. Still some discussion, though, as to who's going to win uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year. I feel like C.J. Stroud's probably got Offensive Rookie of the Year locked up to this point. 
But if he didn't, ladies and gentlemen, if you saw Sunday Night Football last night, Jaden Reed for the Green Bay Packers, if it wasn't C.J. Stroud winning Offensive Rookie of the Year, my vote would go to Jaden Reed. I believe he scored his 11th touchdown of the season last night. Mr. December himself, Matt LaFleur, has got the Packers playing damn good football. They're a team that nobody wants to see. When we talk about the Coach of the Year race, it's probably the most fascinating of all the awards. Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland with the Browns is a damn worthy candidate. I think John Harbaugh with the Baltimore Ravens is a damn good candidate because I don't think people thought the Ravens were going to be Super Bowl good this year. He deserves a hell of a look. Shane Steichen in Indianapolis with the Colts. He's got the Colts as a wild card in the AFC playing his backup quarterback. Jonathan Taylor's missed a bunch of time. I mean, come on. I hope Titanic is in the car listening. It's possible. It's possible to turn around a franchise in one year. Look at the Colts. Look at the Texans. Come on, man. It's frustrating. David Aldridge of The Athletic is set to join the program coming up. When we talked to him earlier, I got to record with him earlier, it was a lot of conversation about how this rebuild can happen quickly. And I honestly just feel like, and I respect David's opinion as much as anybody's in the market. If you think this is going to be some quick fix here in Washington, you are out of your mind. You're out of your mind. There are so many holes across this roster. There are so many pieces that you need to acquire. There's so many free agents that you have. that I don't know how long this thing's going to take. But ultimately, like I said at the top of the show, and as we've said throughout the show here, they got to get the right football evaluator in the building. That's what matters most. Because if you hit on quarterback, you got the opportunity to accelerate your rebuild. That's, to me, what is most important this offseason. Hiring an adequate talent evaluator, picking the right quarterback, and letting the process play itself out. We heard from Ryan Fowler on the NFL draft. Plenty of tackle prospects going to be available for Washington. You got to find them. You got to do your homework. You got to be in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. We got Doc Walker sitting in the bullpen. Doc, you could probably hear me as I'm saying this. I hope I get a chuckle out of you. I, I bet you that the new commanders coach won't be in Pebble Beach during during Senior Bowl week this year. Guarantee you that. So we get to toss around on a day-in, a day-out basis. It's honestly ridiculous. <laughs> Doc says I'm too hard on Ron. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Speaking of Ron Rivera, I actually am terrified to open this up. Our pals over at Hogshaven put together a hell of a list of the, I believe they're titling it, the worst decisions of the Ron Rivera era. And I want to read some of these out here because for someone to take the time to put a list like this together, kudos to you. But as we go and, <laughs> as we go and look through this list, I, I honestly want to give credit to the folks over at Hogshaven for getting this list down to just 10. Because there was... Way more than 10 bad decisions that Ron made 
here in D.C. They start at number 10. Failing to invest adequately in the offensive line. Comes in at number 10. I think you could put it a hell of a lot higher. And I just go to last year. As Doc always likes to say, they, they, they signed two cavemen to come in here and play guard. Two guys that were way past their prime to come in here and play guard. That was Ron's plan last year on the offensive line. When he inherited this group, you had two bookend tackles and a Pro Bowl guard. Talking about Trent Williams, Morgan Moses, and Brandon Sheriff. It's so funny because I remember last offseason what all the conversation was about. Oh, let him walk. Oh, he's often injured. He's never on the field. Brandon Sheriff moving people in Jacksonville with the Jaguars. It's crazy how you leave D.C. You can all of a sudden get healthy. But no, Ron's failure to invest in the offensive line, probably Hogshaven has it listed as 10. I may have it as number two. Number nine on their list. They have cutting Dustin Hopkins for Chris Blewett. Yeah. And it's crazy because ever since Dustin Hopkins has left here, he's just been quite literally the best kicker in football. It's actually amazing how things work. Number eight, he says, using players in the wrong position or in the wrong scheme. List players like Landon Collins, William Jackson III, Sam Cosme, Jamin Davis, Khalid Hudson. Yeah. Number seven is allowing Kevin O'Connell to get away. And see, this is where I agree with this being on the list, but I may have had it a little bit higher. And ultimately, I think we'll, we'll scroll up to number one here to see what they have at number one. In terms of the top 10 worst decisions in the Ron Rivera, our pals over at Hogshaven have at number one, failing to draft a quarterback in 2020 and drafting Chase Young. I agree. And I think you can really condense that down to this. I think the biggest blunder of the Ron Rivera era, the biggest Achilles heel of his time here in Washington is the failure to find a long-term solution at the game's most important position. You have to have a franchise quarterback in today's day and age. And Ron Rivera, through four years, couldn't find one. It's honestly amazing the route that they took when it comes to quarterback. And the quarterback discussion is interesting because I know I'm probably in the minority with this and people are going to roll their eyes and, and tell me to stop, you know, talking about the past. But when Ron came in here and basically told Kevin O'Connell to go kick rocks in favor of Scott Turner, who hadn't called a damn play in his life, to me that was the decision that ultimately screwed this franchise. Why am I saying that? Because the late, great Dwayne Haskins, I'll continue to believe this in my heart of hearts. You can say what you want about some of the immaturities he had. But, hell, what do you expect from a 21-year-old quarterback tasked with leading the franchise that he grew up around into the future? It's a tall order. There's a lot that was put on Dwayne Haskins' plate. But to me, when Ron Rivera decided to punt on Kevin O'Connell, I knew he was out on Dwayne Haskins. And boy, revisionist history is a, is a hell of a thing to have. Because you imagine if Ron Rivera and company could have gotten the most out of Dwayne Haskins? Could you have imagined if Ron Rivera and company actually had a plan for developing Dwayne Haskins? Because as far as I'm concerned, they didn't even have a plan. 
That's just my opinion, at least. And just like Ryan Fitzpatrick, just like Carson Wentz, just like Sam Howell, Dwayne wasn't forced to compete for the job. If he was, maybe Dwayne never wins the job from the get-go and Ron Rivera gets to make his own decision at quarterback right away. But as Hogshaven listed, to me, the number one blunder and the number one error made in the Ron Rivera tenure here in Washington is their inability to find a long-term solution at quarterback. And then this year's plan. (laughs) 11 career completions. 11 career completions is all it took for Ron Rivera to hand the keys over to Sam Howe. That's all it took. Seven more days left, eight more quarters, excuse me, four more quarters left uh, of the Ron Rivera era, and hopefully we get some answers sooner rather than later on what's going to happen in terms of general manager and head coach uh, here with the Washington Commanders. About 45 minutes or so left to go in the program. We're with you till 2 o'clock before we hand things over to the DOC, Rick Doc Walker. When we come back, let you hear my conversation with the dean of all things D.C. sports, David Aldrich. We touched on a bevy of topics, including what he thinks the commander should do moving forward in terms of the general manager and the head coach. That's next here on The Fan. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It is a misery Monday here on 106.7 The Fan. We're also simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980, and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Brought to you by Chaniga Miles. Join the mission today at careers.mios.com. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 2 p.m. before we dish things over to the DOC, Rick Doc Walker. He'll take you through the rest of your New Year's Day. Right now, though, I want to go out to the BetQL guest hotline is where we find our pal David Aldrich, the dean of all things D.C. sports. Make sure you give him a follow on the old X app at David Aldridge D.C. Happy New Year, Dia. How you doing? Happy New Year, young man. How are you? I am good. I'm thankful for you giving me some time on the holiday. I hope you enjoyed the time in Florida with the family. Yesterday, though, you were in attendance at FedEx Field. A lot of San Francisco jerseys in attendance. I want to ask you about what happened post-game, though? Because I thought it was a very eventful post-game locker room with some of the quotes, sights, and sounds that we saw uh, come out of that locker room. What was your take 
of the environment post game in that locker room. Well, you mean the commander's locker room? The commander's locker room. Yes. It was, uh, no, I mean, it was a funeral, basically. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, as you're, uh, you know, everybody understands what's what's going to happen here. Yeah. It's not a fun time to be there on seven straight losses or whatever it is. So you guys were, as guys tend to do in these situations, dressing quickly, leaving quietly, not, yeah. not a whole lot to say, but a few guys spoke. And, you know, I think everybody understands that this is not going to, you know, they're not going to be together as a group for much longer. So they have to, they've made their peace with it and are ready, I think, to either move on or move forward with a whole lot of new teammates next year. Yeah, looks like it's going to be a lot of roster turnover uh, on this roster for next season. When, when you look at the decision that ultimately was made pregame at the quarterback position, do, do, do you smell anything fishy with that situation or do you think it's a situation where – you know, Jacoby's hamstring got tight, and Sam got the call. I'm never going to question a professional athlete's ability to play if they think they can or can't play. Um, they they got to whatever level they got to as professionals by being professionals. Um, they know their bodies better than anybody. If Jacoby's hamstring didn't allow him to have the movement necessary to <clears throat> play on a NFL field against one of the best defenses in the game, I'm not going to question it. Um, it's uh, it, it, there's no there would be no benefit to Washington throwing Sam Howell out there against an elite defense, you know, and especially considering that Ron Rivera is not going to be the coach after next week. So I mean that's you know, um, <laughs> it doesn't benefit him to play Sam. It doesn't benefit Sam to play there. So I can only take people at their word that uh, that Brissett couldn't go or couldn't go well enough to be effective. And then your options are, you know, starting Sam or starting the third string guy who hadn't played all year, <laughs> Jeff Rowe. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think there was anything nefarious going on. I take people at their word. I think it was, it was a really tough situation to put Sam Howell in. Yeah. And I think he comported himself pretty well for, a half, and then as the game got away from him, you know, it was he was not capable of, of rallying the team. Um, but again, that's an elite defense he was playing against. That was not, you know, the garden variety bad teams that, that uh, Washington has played at times this year. So, um, you know, I'll take everybody at their work. So you mentioned Washington facing some much stiffer opponents, talking about on the defensive side of the football. Does that really feel like the reason why Sam Howell has kind of fell off this cliff here in the last month? Because there's obviously a bunch of different ways you could look. Uh, Play calling, the protection up front, Sam himself. But to me, though, D.A., I do feel like it has a lot to do with them playing better defenses here in the last month or so. Well, that's certainly, I think, I mean, you can, whatever anybody thinks of Sam Howell, I mean, I think you have, you know, you you have to be willfully ignorant not to notice that they've played much better teams the last few weeks. I mean, come on, you know, even the jets who are not a good team have a really good defense, right. you know, like, so you can be the biggest Sam hater in the world, but that doesn't mean it's, it's untrue that they have played the level of defenses they've played has gone way up in the last six weeks. So that's part of it, but it's also, Hey, Sam and play well, like bottom line, he hadn't played well. He hasn't gotten the ball out. He, he played really well in the first half, I thought, yesterday. Made some really good throws. Um, but then, you know, the, the first thing is the second one. I, I don't care about they're behind. They're trying to push the ball downfield. But the first right. one, you know, when you're in the red zone 
and you 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 have to get at least a field goal that makes it a one one touchdown game. You know, you're still in the game, but you can't come away with no points. And that's what he he did with that pass. And it was because he was late. You know, I mean, because he was late with the ball, he wasn't, and he didn't put it where it needed to be. Um, and so. Yeah, he hasn't played well. I, you know, the offensive line is not good, but I don't think it's – it's been better of late. I mean, I think we have to be fair. They've right. been better of late, um, both pass protecting and running. But, you know, again, they abandoned the run again after Brian Robinson looked really good in the second quarter running the football. They got away from the run again, and that's just what they've done all year with Eric. And that's just kind of – his philosophy is he's going to throw the ball I just don't know with this team, the way it's constituted, that that's the best way to go. Um, yeah. I think you have to try to keep – especially if, the, if you're still in the game. Right. And they were still in the game. Like, you know, like, and Brian Robinson was, was running to 10, It wasn't 30 to 10. It was 20 to 10. You're right. still in the game. You're, you're in the, you have a chance to stay in the game. Um, and you were running the ball pretty effectively again against a pretty stout front. So, um, But they have done – this is not anything new. They've thrown the ball all year. They throw on third and one. They throw on fourth and one. They line up in shotgun instead of under center. And that's just what they're going to do. And I can keep beating my head against the wall saying I wouldn't do it, but that's what they're going to do. I just wish they'd do it better if that's what they're going to do. (laughs) Well put, David. We're joined right now on the uh, BetQL guest hotline by our pal David Aldridge of The Athletic. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at David Aldridge DC. You mentioned, D.A., the writing kind of already on the wall for Ron Rivera and company. Next week expected to be his final game as the head coach of the Washington Commanders. When you look at the Ron Rivera era in its totality, David, what do you think will go down as being his biggest flaw uh, here in D.C.? Well, I think the biggest thing is just giving him all the control over everything. Yeah. I mean, I just – there's very few people in know that I would give that deal to. Very few, <laughs> including a lot of coaches who are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's because there's a – a lot of power. Coaching an yeah. NFL team is hard enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. just coaching it every week, getting the getting a team ready to play, making sure that the the game plans are right, and then going out on the field and, and ec- not only calling a good game and and but being able to adjust on the fly. Something bad happens, we got to fix that. How do we fix it? We got to fix it in real time. All you got a billion decisions to make. Yeah. Do we go for it? Do we not go for it? What do we do in the last two minutes? How do we use our timeouts? All of those things. It's a hard job. <laughs> and then you say, not only are you going to get to do, only are you doing that, but you're going to be in charge of personnel too. So you're going to make every decision about every draft pick we have, every free agent signing we make, who we bring in, how much we pay them. And you're going to be the face of a franchise because the owner doesn't talk because he's so <laughs> hated around town. Yeah. And you're going to deal with having cancer. And you're going to deal with, you know, a COVID outbreak. Yeah. The worldwide COVID outbreak. You, Ron Rivera, are in charge of all of that. It's too much. Yeah. It was too much for one person to be in charge of. And it just, I think the results showed, because the decisions are all over the place. Yeah. And most of them did not work. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> you just look at, at, at all of the decisions that Ron made, whether it was Scott Turner as OC or the the trainer that, Oh, my goodness. That literally got raided by the FBI. <laughs> Ryan Vermillion. Um, I forgot all about that, D.A. The Yeesh. draft pick, you know, the quarterback was the first, you know, Dwayne was not Ron's call. I'm not going to blame him for that. He yeah. was that was he was told you have to play this guy. Okay. Right. But 
They just didn't work. And all of that, Linnell, would have been put to the side if they had won. And they right. didn't win. He didn't win enough. I mean, that's the bottom line. He didn't win enough football games. You got to win the games to put all of that to the side. But when you don't win enough games, then all of that gets magnified. And so it was, to me, it was just giving him too much responsibility and, and not putting a structure in place that could help him. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, could yeah. help him make better decisions. I always believe in creative tension. I I think that's important to have in an organization. You have yeah. to have somebody to say, no, that's stupid what you're thinking of doing. And here's why it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you hash it out. Um, and, and when you have one person kind of just deciding everything, then nobody is in a position to challenge that person. Yeah. You know, and so that's, that to me was the, was the downfall. They just, they didn't win enough. And I just think, no one person, whether it's Bill Parcells or Joe Gibbs or Ron <laughs> Rivera, has a wisdom has a has a monopoly on wisdom. Yeah. You know, like you need people who can talk to you and say, "No, nah, man, that's not no checks we're and not balances." Doing that. Yeah, it's that's crazy. You know, and and they didn't have that here. And obviously, Da, the place that you probably could have used that the most was the draft room. It feels like every year they have gone against conventional wisdom when it comes to the draft selections that they've made outside of Chase Young, I would say, because he was the consensus uh, number yeah. two overall pick in that draft. But you look at Jamin Davis, people thought that he was a third round pick. You had Christian yeah. Derrishaw on the board for you. Jahan Dotson, a lot of folks thought uh, wasn't a first round talent. And this year with Emmanuel Forbes, you had Christian Gonzalez on the board. So yeah, I hear what you're saying with that. Yeah, and, and it's not even that those guys, it's not Jahan Dotson is not a bad player. No, I don't even think Jamin Davis is a bad player, but there may not be the best fit for your team at, right. at the time you picked them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like we were talking about this yesterday. You know, if you were going to pick a wide receiver when you already have Terry McLaurin, yeah. then you would think you would pick a guy that can really take the top off of defenses, a guy who has incredible speed. That can, or, that you DA, can run someone that's 6'4", someone that's got yeah, or, that's big. Or, right. Or somebody that's 6'4". Yeah. Right. Someone that complements right. the skill set of Terry McLaurin, not duplicates it. Right. And to me, Jahan and Terry duplicate each other's talents. They don't they don't complement each other's talents. And that's what I'm talking about. It's not that Jahan Dotson's a bad football player. Yeah. I just don't know that it makes that it's the best fit with Terry McLaurin here. That's all. Yeah, And so that's something that in a draft room, somebody has to say, is this the best way to, if we want to take another receiver, is this the best guy for what we have in this locker room? Yeah, I know you took a little bit of time off last week. I don't know if you caught this end of the news cycle. Jamin Davis and Benjamin St. Juice cited in a lawsuit from the mother of uh, DeShazer Everett's deceased girlfriend uh, that passed away tragically in that car crash. What do you anticipate happening moving forward with this situation in terms of how the NFL is going to discipline the players and does, does the team plan on uh, disciplining the players any further? I mean, I think everybody will wait to see what how this plays out in court. I mean, there's nothing. The NFL is not going to be preemptively do anything. Neither are the commanders. They will see how this gets adjudicated, and that's all you really can do. You know, there's been, you know, there's been a, a suit brought, and you have to see how that is resolved. You know, is it resolved in court with a judgment? Is it resolved out of court with a settlement? You know, until we have those answers, Linnell, it would be ridiculous and it would be beyond stupid for me to speculate on what will happen. 
DA, I saw the piece that you and Ben have been working on in the, in the Athletic about you know potential candidates for this Washington Commanders opening that we expect to have at GM and head coach. Can, can you give the listeners a little bit of insight into the structure uh, that you anticipate Josh Harris uh, potentially going with building this new regime? Well, let me let me correct you on one mm-hmm. thing. This is Ben's story. It's ben. not mine. I just I just Ben did all the work. It, it was a great story. If you want to look at it in the Athletic today, just about not just the candidates that are going to be out there for the commanders, but also how those candidates have links to potential head coaches or potential coordinators that they've worked with or that know they know personally over the years and that might give you some insight into who they might be looking to hire if, if they get the job. So, you know, he mentioned, for example, Adam Peters, who's the assistant GM with the 49ers, who knows – Steve Wilkes is D.C. out there in, in San Francisco. He knows Bobby Slowick, who's the O.C. in Houston, who's getting a lot of attention as a potential head coach. So the, those are the types of things you got to know that, right, right? When, you, when you're looking at a new executive. Who are the people that they're likely to bring in when I hire them or if I hire them? And do I want those people? And so that's how you have to, you know, there's a lot of moving parts there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, look, I certainly believe Josh Harris is going, he's already done it. Um, with bringing in Shen uh, as their uh, analytics guy, um, that he's going to be analytically based. He's going to want be data-based. And that's how most of the good organizations in the NFL are are leaning in on now. And so I expect that that will be, there will be a very kind of multi-layered top structure uh, of the football side of the operations. It won't just be a single GM or a single uh, pro personnel director or football operations vice president. I think there'll be multiple people involved, all of whom have strong data backgrounds um, that will arrive at consensus. um, And that's how they will build the team going forward. So they will look at, they will look at numbers and data uh, as much as the eye test. Um, And I expect that they will, build this team. I think they can build this team, especially with all the draft picks they have now. You know, this rebuild may not take as long as people think, just because they're going to have so much flexibility, and that starts with the pick that now is two. I may not wind up being two, depending (laughs) on what happens next week. But even if it's three or four, you're still going to get a chance to take a foundational player. Um, You know, I advocated offensive line, but that was when I thought they were picking four or five. At two, you're going to have to pick you got to pick a quarterback. I understand right. that. They're going to have to pick a quarterback, whichever one of Williams or May or Daniels they like the best. At two, you get one of them. You're going to get one of them. So exactly. just pick the guy that you think is the best guy, and, and that's what they're going to do. And, and I understand that. I, I, I can't argue against that. Yeah, that's why it's huge to get a really good football evaluator in here because that decision that you're going to have to make here over the next five months, you're probably going to flip back and forth with it a bunch of times. DA, I'll let you go on this. Bottom of the hour, we're going to do our D.C. sports wish list for the new year. Choose mm-hmm. one team, your favorite, I guess. And, and if you had one wish for them that, that would come true for the 2024 year, what would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I like them all. I didn't mean you to know, put you in a corner there to make you no, pick no, one. No, I mean, you, you, know, you have a you – know, you want the, the local teams to do well because it's good for business, you know, right. <laughs> more right. than anything else. But, um, but um, you know, I, I guess I would say 
given given the commander standing in town, I understand yeah. that no matter the success rate of the other teams, the commanders are still the most popular team in town. Right. You know, you'd like to think that they will bring in someone who can be on that Bobby Beathard level that can really kind of reset the franchise's expectations in terms of not just who they hire as coach, but what they do to your point, what do they do in the draft? What do they do in free agency to kind of reset what the franchise looks like? And Beathard was, Beathard's the guy that hired Joe Gibbs. I mean, you know what I mean? So that's right. the kind of, if, when you get that right, as as big as he got that right, and then you draft Art Monk and all the other people that they drafted for a long time on his watch and got it right almost every year, that's the kind of guy that can, can change things. And so I would hope that the commanders, even more so than the head coach, get the guy yes. in here to run the show that knows what he's doing or what she's doing. <laughs> And gives gives this franchise a chance to really kind of reset. Because I think Josh Harris will spend money. Oh, I don't think resources are going to be a problem. I think they're going to get a stadium. It'll be somewhere. It'll be nice. They'll make money off of that. So I don't have any any doubts about that. But you still need somebody to put the product on the field that makes sense. Correct. And that's what I would hope the commanders are, are able to identify and hire uh, when they go forward in the next couple of weeks, in the next couple of months. Yeah, that process gets started January the 8th, Black Monday coming around. We'll see what Josh Harris and company decide to do. DA, have a happy new year. I appreciate you giving me some time, my man. Linnell, happy new year to you and yours as well, my friend. That is David Aldridge, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at David Aldridge DC and check out his work in The Athletic. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 
It's a misery Monday here on 106.7 The Fan. We're brought to you by Chaniga Miles. Join the mission today at careers.mios.com. Final segment with myself before things get a little X-rated here in studio. What, what do you say, Doc, when I, lead the post, when I lead a post-game show? It's time for grown folks' business. To adult entertainment. <laughs> we got four hours of adult yeah, entertainment because you're PG. coming up next. I'm, no, I'm not PG. Yeah, you are PG. You're 26 years old. You're right. All right. You know, I have shoes older than you. So, oh, my goodness. Here we go. So you got boots, boots. older than me, No, too, I yeah. don't. They, they would be rotted out. <laughs> but I do have cowboy boots. I've got anteaters. I got ostrich. Oh, I've my got goodness. gators. So, yeah. A couple minutes left before we officially hand things over to you. We were talking about in the break. College football playoff tonight. Bama versus Michigan, Texas versus Washington. Mm-hmm. You got three blue blood programs talking about Texas, Michigan, and Alabama. Washington, yeah. kind of new to the party, but I new think to you. they're the most great, dangerous great one tradition. of them all. Don James, yeah, right, yeah Warren Moon. Uh, I know you don't know, but yeah. <laughs> the world will know the best offensive line in America is the Huskies. Yeah. And the quarterback, maybe the best, well, there's so many. Great receiver. Hey, 33 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Ain't bad. That, yeah. That's what I was and saying. Denton Day, who's uh, on the West Coast, he'll be wrapping all this up on the Sheehan Show next week when we officially gut ourselves from the NFL <laughs> and start getting ready for the draft yeah. and pro a lot of college ball. So we got a full plate and um, just lucky enough to have been able to, to squeeze into the lineup. <laughs> <laughs> You know it's tough, man. It's, it's a cutthroat business. It's hard to get on. It's hard. It's hard to get on. So who do you who do you like, Bama versus Michigan? I'm excited to see JJ McCarthy. I think me and you have both discussed. Oh like, yeah, he's a sleeper. He they just well, haven't asked him to do four, it. Four three five. The key is that when you have those kind of legs, yeah. and you don't use it all the time, right? Man, that's a perfect transition for a quarterback because most people go to their go to prematurely. All the time. They bail themselves live, live, live out. Live and die by it. He doesn't. Yeah. And the way Harbaugh eased him into the program by giving him – and I didn't like him bringing him in a couple years ago. He just – that's how you get him in. You groom him. When you look at uh, Mahomes, we'll never know what Mahomes would have been like had he played as a rookie. We'll never know. Yeah. But because of Smitty being there, Andy, and the Porcupine – <laughs> when you've got – see, you got to understand, when he wasn't playing, that's EB's personal project. Yeah. Oh, he, you don't he think he rolled up by the porcupine. every day? Yes. So he that's probably, why he loves him more than anybody. Uh, because EB gave – it's like SEAL Team 6 training. Yeah. And Mahomes is tough enough coming from when your father's a pro, yeah. you understand sports in the world differently. Yeah. So he was able to make that transition. A lot of fathers are their kids' worst enemy. We and hope, bad for him. I hope it's not the but case. But in the with case Caleb. with Mahomes, you hardly ever see the old man. Ever. Stays in his lane. Yep. Let's the kid now his brother's a jackass. <laughs> you know, because there's always somebody that wants to fill a role that's so insecure, mm-hmm. it's gotta be about them. Well, Pat so, was clearly the athlete of the group. Pat, man, Pat. And it's really um remarkable deal. We're doing Super Bowl, Super Bowl row. And um when he has super agent and he comes by and told me, he said, this is the next, this is the dude. And I'm thinking, <laughs> Texas Tech, I'm going, okay, I can understand. Because he had, when you get a chance to play in a, an orthodox offense, you really get to expand yourself. Yeah. Miles Davis, all the people that had those quarterbacks, kid in Houston who uh, won the Heisman Trophy, does oh, a lot. Out. 
Uh-huh. We talking about CJ? No, he does a lot of college football. He's an analyst, not really good. Uh, senior moment. I'll think of it in a second. I can see him. And he played quarterback. When you playing in these trick me offensive schemes, mm-hmm. so you know, it's Gimmicky. a lot. Yeah. But when he got to be nurtured. That's why I'm excited to see our guys tonight, man. We get to see Michael Penix. We get to see J.J. Yeah. McCarthy. Yeah. Quinn Ewers. Yeah. Get to see him tonight yeah, as Longhorn. well. Longhorns are really um, – they got everything but the wins because they're filthy rich, <laughs> you know, and it's football-centric Texas. Yeah. And, and now they're good enough to be worthy of all the hype. They're like the Cowboys. They get the hype no matter what. Yeah. They're actually worthy of it. And they could win them way into something that would be very interesting. I don't think – I like Washington, you know, as well. Yeah. And I always like Nick and the Wolverines. I think you're looking at next year's Heisman Trophy winner for the – Come on, Milrow. Oh, Milrow loved this dude. That's what raw athleticism looks like. Did you hear his quote this polish. week? No, I didn't. Uh, Man, Bill, I've been working on the commanders. <laughs> Bill O'Brien, the uh, hotshot offensive coordinator yeah, Patriots. for the Patriots, actually was Milrow's uh, offensive coordinator in mm-hmm. Alabama, and right. he told Milrow, you should play another position, son. Mm-hmm. And now look at him. Going to be the one of the best quarterbacks in all of college football next year. So, but you never let but it. you never let one man's opinion of you define you. Well, Bill O'Brien's supposed to be a quarterback whisperer, so he, for him no, to get Bill that wrong, Bill O'Brien is really ooh. good at a lot of things. Clearly, evaluation talent's not one of them. Clearly, yeah, I mean, clearly like that. But he really probably believed that. Who knows? Who knows? Got four hours of the DOC coming up next. You can catch me. Plus, he's been conditioned to that. Let's keep it real. Well, he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's a Sabanite, is what yeah, I like to call He's been conditioned to it. You can catch me tomorrow in studio with the rooster, Chris Russell, over on our sister station, the Team 980. Doc Walker, more of you coming up next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.